0: you Kyle I know that you are the one who's been taking my food from the shared refrigerator how do those sandwiches taste (laughs) because I did something to them (laughs) I know that you prefer wheat bread (laughs) and I swapped it out for rye (laughs) Oh, I am good at getting people back.
1: You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories. Some are real. Some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond Beyond Belief. Hello
0: and welcome to Beyond, Beyond Belief, episode number 26. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me, as always, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey, there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today, we are reviewing Season 3, Episode 7 of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation. Some of them were based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact and which are fiction, and we'd love for you to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is if you like strange stories. You'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories, make our own predictions, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. Tiffany, welcome back
2: from India. Ooh.
3: Thank you. It's good to be back. You went to India? I did. Surprise.
2: Surprise, (laughs) surprise. (laughs) And I see on your hands, you brought back an infection.
3: It's henna, everybody okay everyone's <laughs> been making this joke all night long it's just henna that's starting to fade away no, but it was like a gorgeous temp- that's like, like a type just-
0: of temporary tattoo yeah, right? yeah
3: i got it at a wedding function so it's all it was also like a very you know traditional henna like design on the front and back of my hands and you know what it was beautiful um so
4: did you see any like were there any ghosts i don't know milk canisters <laughs> haunted <laughs> did you go on any anything? tours
2: that were like ghostly.
4: Yeah, like haunted Indian I
3: mean, most of the uh, monuments I went to were tombs and there were some, there was like one that was literally in the, there's like a park garden area and so you're going for a jog and you're walking around like a lot of people were there at night and just in the middle of this park garden area is just like a tomb that it was funny like we were gonna go but one of the people with us was like you know what i'm not a supernatural like believing person but i still don't think it's a good idea to go into a tomb at night and i was like okay. i agree uh, i'm
0: <laughs> right there with you i don't believe in the supernatural but at the same time
3: why uh, chance it Why chance you know?
0: it i do feel that because you know i have seen a lot of stuff in movies, and that, even though I don't believe in it, it's still in my mind. It's still in my imagination. I'm still scared. Yeah. I know nothing's going to happen. I, it's just the same thing. I know people aren't going to break into my house at night, but I still think they are, you know? That was me last night.
3: <laughs> Mark. I no.
0: heard
2: the window open, <laughs> and there he was. Mark, can you pass me my water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No,
5: that's fine. Don't touch my
2: water. Wait, what water are you <laughs> well, pointing to? J- the one near Tiffany. I don't want her to touch it. Not not with those hands.
3: Oh, my, my hands are very clean. It looks like
5: you just changed a baby's diaper.
3: <laughs> it's henna, guys. It's henna. It's henna. It's on it's my
5: really
0: hand
3: pretty now. Pretty
5: oh, God, it's
0: spreading. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the henna infection spreads. The only way to stop it is to go on to story one. Well, speaking of <laughs> spreading, let's find out what uh, magical what? curse
0: or spirit spreads from person to person. Got it. In weird. story number one, which is called Connie.
5: <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> you okay? Yeah.
2: <laughs> nothing really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it wasn't nothing. cough continued to get worse and connie ended
1: up in the emergency room one week before our 18th wedding anniversary
3: i think one segue we should never do again is using the word spreading
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm
3: gonna i'm gonna nix that
0: yeah speaking of spreading (laughs) and baby
5: diapers so let's go into stories coming
0: up (laughs) oh
3: man kyle
5: what happened in this story oh man this is something else so this story is about Dan, who is hopelessly in love with his wife, Connie. Well, right before their 18th wedding anniversary, um, she contracts a rare strain of pneumonia, and exactly on their 18th anniversary, she dies. Sometime not too long after, I guess, uh, this woman shows up at Dan's door, who doesn't look like Connie, but talks and acts exactly like her, and... um, they fall madly in love and they're married for 18 years and she dies of a rare strain of pneumonia a small time frame passes again and another woman shows up at his door doesn't look anything like the previous two ladies but acts and talks just like connie and lisa who was the second woman
0: we, we don't know, but they end up happily ever after. Mm. Hopefully, and it was
5: really creepy because he was a very—he was fifty-four years old, and she looked like she was twenty. Yeah, she did look significantly age. younger. Yeah. Old yeah. Dan. Dan. The writers were fulfilling some sort of <sighs> twisted fantasy in this one. So, this story is asking us: Is it possible
0: that a man and a woman who love each other, the woman dies, and? You know, essentially her essence is transferred into another woman. But these women are adult women. If yes, then what happened to their spirit? Did that spirit just get booted out, like fallen Denzel Washington style? This is a weird (laughs) question that he's asking.
3: Also, I just felt like you can't help but, you know, ask the question like, did this guy just murder his wives? (laughs) (laughs) Or like the flip side of that is like, did this guy just get over his dead wives so quickly? And this was his way of kind of making it okay? Like, no her essence was there like it just felt really gross to me the whole time I was like this is not romantic this is like creepy and I feel bad for these women who honestly probably act nothing like Connie and he projected this image It's just
5: really creepy
3: well we haven't
2: addressed the best part yet which is that each of the women love birds and care (laughs) for birds and
4: chamomile tea I know they all like chamomile tea do they all love birds
2: yes they do and they're all those (laughs) like little uh, the birds that and they
4: give they also give him the
5: Power to carve birds, (laughs) yeah.
4: But why? Why why does he invite the last girl in? He like smiles. He's like, all right, I know. He's fifty four years old and this cute twenty. But he knows she's gonna die in eighteen years. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what we're led to believe. But
0: yeah, yes. But by that time, he will be what fifty four
4: plus eighteen. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Would you? Yeah, you're fifty. You're fifty four. This beautiful young woman shows up, and you're like, well, I only have eighteen years with this sexy (laughs) girl. (laughs)
3: Well, my whole thing, though, is so how was this story even reported? Like, if you think about it, the only way it would have been reported is if they thought he murdered his wives. Because if you only retell the story in like a newspaper, this is never going to be retold. I feel like in this super romantic way, like it was portrayed within this story. Because how do you spin that if you look at the actual facts?
0: There's no family members it's
3: so suspicious Plausibly. they died of this rare pneumonia strain you know what struck like,
0: me as more plausible is I was like they're, they're getting sick from the birds yeah they're yeah. all caring for these yeah, birds yeah I thought that too I was like there's some sort of avian disease in that case because he's got the same bird cage in his living room for like you know 18 times 3 years yeah. and it's like yeah get rid of the birds <laughs> The whole family's been murdered <laughs> by these, I don't know, they were pigeons?
2: Duh-hugs? No, actually, it was just raw chicken.
0: Yeah, they were just oh, caring geez. for raw chicken. I wonder chicken. why they were getting yeah, sick. it doesn't make any sense. All right, guys, let's go ahead on to the predictions. First up, Chris, Factor fiction.
2: fiction? Mm, well, I uh, don't, I don't, I don't. I don't believe in birds fiction. <laughs> you know, it just seems so overly written that I didn't even consider anything else fiction. Tiffany.
3: Yeah, there's just no witnesses. There's no way for the story to get out. I'm going to say fiction.
0: I'll go next. It's hard to believe without the witnesses. I agree. But there is a quote early in the episode where Dan, the narrator of this story, the main character, says, It really happened.
3: <laughs>
2: so for that, I'm going fact.
3: Oh, really? <laughs>
2: Wait, what? (laughs) Well, that's happened before, right? And did we decide, did we go back to
0: determine it was... This is one of those ones that I have an intuition that I'm going to go, oh, there's no witnesses, doesn't make any sense fiction, and it's going to be like, boom, fact. In the 1920s, we heard about this (laughs) one time somewhere. There's no explanation, and here we go. (laughs) I don't want
5: to be fooled, Kyle. (laughs) Uh, Do I believe that there's a possibility that a guy out there has a type, and then he's married twice and they die yeah I mean, that's so easy and yeah fact absolutely mark
4: i think there is a lot more to this story that we didn't get and this just sounds like robert trailing's he knew about this classic Tray-Lins. It's a classic <laughs> Trailins move uh fact <laughs>
0: All right, we've all made our predictions. And the last prediction we're going to make is the prediction of random chance. I'm going to flip a coin. If it's heads, the coin will predict fact. If it's tails, the coin will predict fiction. And we do this to see if our analysis is worth anything or if we should just be flipping coins. Here we go. Fiction. All right, let's go ahead on to story number two, which is called Positive ID.
5: Coin ain't got nothing right this week.
1: If you had no witnesses to back you up, could you really convince the authorities that you were who you claimed to be? And what if they insisted that you were someone else, and they had their own witnesses to back them up? Earl Gallagher is a man who's used to dealing with facts and backing them up, but he's about to learn what happens when the facts begin stacking up against him. All
2: right, Chris, what happened here? So Earl Gallagher is a reporter for a local newspaper, and he goes into a detective's office and is immediately accused by a man in the office of robbing this man's convenience store. And Earl is like, yeah, of course I didn't do that. I'm just here to uh, report a story on, on the detective's office. So turns out he's on video, on surveillance, robbing... liquor store and so they arrest him and they have him in a holding cell and he has no idea what's going on then the police officer comes in and says you're allowed to leave the man who actually robbed the liquor store has confessed and that person ends up being his long-lost twin and that explains why there was such a strong connection
0: Yeah. So, this story is just basically a coincidence of lost twins finding each other in kind of a crazy, unusual circumstance. One robbed a convenience store, the other is mistaken identity. And then at the end, they, you know, patch things up, get together. It was strange. He Afterwards, he says, you know, I ended up helping my brother get a reduced sentence and, you know, ended up helping him clean his life up, which I thought was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I thought, wait, how did he help him get a reduced sentence? He's not a lawyer.
3: Honestly, though, I think that because this guy obviously didn't have, like the twin who was convicted, he talks about he doesn't have family. He doesn't have anyone to kind of vouch for him. If someone did come in as an upstanding citizen being like, I'll vouch for I've him. I've known
0: him his whole five minutes. Yeah. He seems pretty cool. And the, yeah. and the judge is like, ah, time served. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a
5: reporter.
3: <laughs> I feel like this stories Reporters story, are good people.
2: <laughs> I don't understand because this also feels... Perfectly reasonable, and why wouldn't it also be fact unless they're just making it a- exactly? You know what I mean? It, like, this, is a this seems one. so a yeah.
5: twin logic. brother, twins separated at birth is right. such like could be such a easy thing for someone to write, but it could also really happen easily, I mean, it definitely happen. But
3: one of the things that does hold me up is that this, like, very strong message of like nature versus nurture, you know, like in terms of oh, this guy is like hardened criminal versus like upstanding citizen. And there's just something that's very just archetypal about that, of having these two ideas that then Frakes even talks about afterwards. Like, oh,
2: two like, guys living on each side of the law.
3: Yeah, like how did this one guy, like how did he end up becoming, you know, a criminal? And it's like, Nurt- yeah.
0: Nurture. Really? <laughs> it's don't... like more interesting question if both of them were separated at birth, but they both grew up to be investment bankers. They both worked on Wall Street. And it's like, Oh crap It's yeah. all It's all nature It's all kind of like Your genes mm-hmm. Predict predict your your future
5: Did you guys know That diarrhea Is hereditary That mm. what Yeah Her- it, it runs in your genes
4: <sighs> This has been Beyond Belief Episode Thank you
2: guys For listening And until next week Because <laughs> we always <laughs> Talked about We end the show On the best joke So that was it Exactly <laughs> We gotta go We're not gonna <laughs> go We're on story two But we got to go Speaking of spreading Let's go on oh. To the predictions
3: why again?
0: First up, Tiffany, Aww, fact or fiction? come
3: on. You know, I originally put down fact when I was watching it, and because I'm someone on the fence, I'm just going to go with that <laughs> fact.
0: I'll go next. There's a lot of details in this story that don't track for me. They're not explained. But I think that's because it's a fact-based story, Ooh. and they're just breezing through those details because... If it was written, I think they would have worked those details in. Mm. So I'm going fact.
5: Mm.
2: Sassy. Chris. Unlike the first story, which kind of grossed me out, (laughs) this one didn't. So I'm going to go with fact.
5: Kyle. The story could really go either way. And it's hokey enough to me that I'm leaning on the fiction side of the fence. Fiction. Mark. Pass. (laughs) <laughs> all right, let's. go. Oh, Mark
2: used his pass. Okay,
5: you oh, everyone, we all get a
4: pass. We get a pass. One, yeah, what? it's one Did pass. Did you not go to orientation?
0: There's four seasons <sighs> yes. of Beyond Belief. Uh-huh. You get one pass for your four seasons, but we collectively get one pass, and so Mark's used the pass. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's
2: a yearly pass. And it's 59.99. It yes, it costs $59.99. And it does come with a fast pass, which Mark, did you use the fast pass or was that the Yeah, sorry guys, that
4: was the you, fast pass. Oh. Okay. So
0: you wasted fine. the fast you pass. Fast. Okay.
4: I'm curious though Mark, if you didn't use the pass, what would you past. vote for? My one note, the only note I had was twins equals fiction. <laughs> question Mark. Well, yeah, question Mark. <laughs> it's so It is a question, Mark. Mark. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> Wait.
2: Mark. Chris? We have a new rule you may not be aware of. It's called the Southern Rule. Ooh. Guys, explain the Southern Rule. To well, Mark. the Southern Rule occurred a few episodes
0: ago, and basically Christian came up with this because Christian, our guest, uh, Christian Hans, mm-hmm. is from Kentucky. If you change all the characters to Southern characters, does it make more sense?
4: I guess this one kind of makes more sense if you do. Make I love them how Chris southern, is really why? trying
5: to avoid doing a southern accent. Chris, uh, that's oh. the
2: Australian rule, Mark. You can't, right? You can't, you can't try to get me to do a southern accent. No, you can't. Apparently, <laughs> uh, I have my prediction. You shut me down for the last time.
4: I want fact.
0: <laughs> I'm southern. I'm from Georgia. That kind
4: of sounds like a Poughkeepsie accent, if you will.
0: <laughs> it sure does. All right, let's flip a coin fiction all right the coin is predicted fiction we've all made our predictions story number three is up next and it's called trucker vroom, vroom
1: need gas no this is your stop son
5: i wouldn't mind just
1: hanging out with you for a while sorry but i'm almost home this where you get off
0: I was never really talkative, but somehow he made talking easy. That's a quote that Johnny <laughs> Weber says it, about Big Joe. It
4: really sounded like you were doing a southern If this wasn't lady. setting up...
0: A southern lady? Not a guy. Yeah, it just sounded like you were talking like a... Now it's he's playing. playing
2: all the characters in the South before the stories even happen. I'm applying this southern rule right out the gate so we can find out. Mark, what happened in this story?
4: Let me help you
2: find out.
4: <laughs> Johnny... On. I'm trying to do my recap. What's going going on over here?
0: Mark has now put his finger over his mouth like a shushing motion, and he's holding two fingers up like a kindergarten teacher. And he's
2: shuffling his papers
3: like a lawyer who
0: doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) He's now pouring a glass of water like they do in courtroom movies where they're trying to buy time.
3: It's vodka.
4: (laughs) It's a lot of vodka. Johnny is picked up by a trucker by the name of Big Joe. So they really hit it off in the end. Um, And... Big Joe decides, however, to drop Johnny off at a gas station. Johnny doesn't really want to go, but Big Joe's like, this is your time. This is your stop. Johnny gets out. Big Joe drives away. Then Johnny hears something, and he goes into the um, me. mechanic shop, me. and he um, sees a mechanic stuck under a car. So he's trying to help this mechanic, but all the machines to lift up the car broke in for some reason. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to try to lift it up. And it's way too heavy. But then all of a sudden, Big Joe shows up. And with Big Joe, they're both able to lift up the car and save the mechanic. But then Johnny looks over and Big Joe's gone. Later, he talks to the cop. He says, you know, this trucker named Big Joe came and helped me. And the police officer says, yeah, I know Big Joe. But he died five years ago.
5: Wow. What an unexpected twist.
4: (laughs) Hashtag
5: sarcasm. Guys, I am a sucker for these types of stories. I like to believe that human beings get these Adrenaline, massive amounts of physical strength, and in, in in horrible situations. Well, yeah. So so this story is like: Is it possible that a guy
0: is dropped off by a phantom trucker, and done so so that he can save the life of a man?
5: It so? kind of harkens back to uh, season one, episode two, and the tractor. When the, the she falls off the tractor and the guy gets up out of his wheelchair. Oh and right, able Colossus' to walk is over. origin yes, story. Yes, Colossus. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I don't think that one was true. No, that one is false. Yeah, I think I thought that that was factual because of all these stories you
0: hear. Yeah, right. And it's like one, now I'm leaning leaning that way. Now I'm like, oh, feats of strength, this happens, but maybe they're doing that on purpose.
4: Yeah. This one is very confusing though. Like the tractor episode made sense; it was straightforward. It was like did this guy kind of summon the strength to not be handicapped and lift the tractor? But in this story, Tiffany, you brought up that you thought Big Joe was Johnny's future self.
3: A lot of things added up, yeah, to make that the case. And then at the yeah. end,
4: you find Johnny says, "You know what? I, I took, uh, I listened to everything Big Joe told me, and I became a trucker, and we had like the same life." Um, so all that's like a really kind of interesting story. But then all of a sudden, you it doesn't add, go that
0: way. It kind of goes like the other weird way. Then like you it would have like, been... that
4: whole yeah, like that whole mechanic subplot. Yeah,
0: and it would have been really cool if he had said like afterwards. After that day, I just started calling myself Big Joe and I mm-hmm. became a trucker. It would have been kind of a cool, like it would Ooh, have been yeah. like no cooperation, no witnesses, but I would have at the cool. same time the been like, fulfilling prophecy. wow, type of this thing. is mm-hmm. kind of a, it almost feels like something you'd see in Lost or something. Yeah you'll get there Mark
4: one day
3: <laughs> well and I think especially because when Big Joe drops him off you know within their drive he had mentioned that like one day someone just offered me $100 to drive this truck and that changed my life so I really thought he was going to drop the kid off the kid was going to be offered $100 to drive this truck and then I was going to be like oh my gosh like is this
4: me the we'll future? all
0: get our chance to write an episode when we reboot the series okay. guys calm down they're not
4: going to let us actually write new material we'll have to just kind of like reimagine old episodes <laughs> yeah
0: well it's a reboot same exact script, same exact dialogue we have to adhere to, but it's just celebrities oh in the gosh. episodes, like we Sherry like
2: O'Terry. <laughs> <Black, laughs> we get Black Mirror's production budget. Judd Apatow to direct one. Or yeah, something. like like all, all the <laughs> same hey, scripts. Jesse? Yes? Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, do you want to hear what I have? Yeah,
3: what's the ghostly yeah. yeah. The oh my ghostly god. Rules. Ghost. Ghost. Ghostly,
5: ghostly rules. Ghost. Ghostly rules.
2: I'm actually leaning facts if you want some insider's info, but oh. but I have some problems. One, the guy is driving with a ghost for a certain period of time that yeah, seems like yeah,
0: he's in a physical car, but the ghost is driving a physical vehicle that's or all, something. That's it's a, a lot of Patrick Swayze mm, ghost power.
2: Right. And then the other thing is either a ghost is lost and is some soul who doesn't even know where they are or what they're doing or they're just replaying things or a ghost has like understood everything and moved on. I don't know if I buy the idea that this entity is helping out these people. Mm, doesn't add up. That's that's angel territory. And then this ghost stuff doesn't add up. It's the crossover is weak. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to
0: predictions. Mark, hit us off here. Fact or fiction.
4: This one just feels like the writers had an idea uh about this cool truck driver who doesn't exist and how he helps the young kid, but then they had to like do more with it and they just added this other thing that they've written before in the tractor fiction
2: chris i i really am kind of siding with tiffany's logic here and i'm gonna say that it's probably a fact
0: all right i'll go next i wrote down fact within like 30 seconds of this story and i'm just gonna stick with that fact tiffany
3: you know, I feel like the kernel of truth of coincidence um, makes me think that this is fact. So I'm also going to go fact.
0: Kyle. Yeah,
5: absolutely. A hitchhiker saved a dude at random gas station. Fact. All right, let's flip a coin.
0: Fiction. Let's move on to story number four, which is ludicrous.
3: Yeah, it is.
0: And it's called cookout? The- cookout. Cookout. Cookout
1: like the barbecue honey what's wrong
3: I don't know
5: it should light right up
0: well did you read the directions
5: yes I read the directions Mm -hmm. I just turned this valve I did that and then I pushed the button and I should be in business
0: Tiffany what happened here
3: So this story revolves around there's a husband and wife who every August put together a family reunion. And it's a huge cookout. Everyone comes together. Um, And this particular year, it's a little sad because their uncle Harry had just passed away. And everyone in the family is really feeling his loss. But right before he died, he gave the husband a new barbecue. He's very excited to use it. He goes to use it, though, after setting everything up correctly. And for whatever reason, it just does not work. When suddenly the, the barbecue lights on, and then out of nowhere, just as they're about to give out the food, the barbecue just like bursts into flame, like six feet tall. And they call the fire department. The fire department comes and it's like, I don't know what to tell you, sir. I am a fireman, but I know that this barbecue is perfectly fine as it is and it's working correctly. But then one of the ants who apparently didn't see the six-foot-tall fire from the barbecue rushes outside, And, you know, says like, no one eat any of the hamburgers. I just saw a recall notice on the news for hamburger meat that's laced with E. coli and it matches the hamburger meat we had. So the husband believes that their Uncle Harry made the barbecue act erratically to save them from eating the E. coli-laced hamburger meat. Yeah, of course. And that's the story. It's very, you know, nuanced and it's telling, you know, it's romantic um style it it's has just, it all it has it all you know it's it, it's really it's poetry mm-hmm. you think about it where was
5: the, where was uh, when chipotle was having all their e coli where was uncle
3: harry
4: where was uncle
0: harry
5: yeah where
3: was their <laughs>
4: phantom <laughs> barbecue
3: it only
0: so is it possible that a deceased loved one comes back in the form of flames in a barbecue to prevent you from having e
2: coli this is so insane that I'm going to vote fact. Of because I've been Jeez. burned before by these. Oh oh uh, Yes. Yes. Too fiction
4: to be fiction. TFTBF.
3: What's the kernel of truth of the story? A barbecue malfunctions and then a family says, oh, it was my Uncle Harry's spirit saving right. us. Well,
0: not even that. No. Not even that. Kernel of truth is someone rushed out and stopped
5: people from eating burgers before they ate them. A family could have easily just been planning to have a barbecue. Their thing malfunctioned, and they like canceled the barbecue, or they just didn't cook anything on it. You know, but then that's so. It last. didn't, ha- it didn't have, have to, to have be this have the part of Didn't this. have to be this instantaneous. Like it all happened at the same time. Like, it's so. If realistic. a family is
0: planning a barbecue and then hears about E. coli and there's a recall notice, that is in no way newsworthy or or <laughs> yeah, repeatable. How does that- that's absolutely bullshit. <laughs> there mean, would no no one in the world would retell repeatable. that story. Well, I think the timing is. It's like the, yeah. cru- the crux of the story it's is like the Well the crux it's, of
5: this 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 story it would be boring otherwise but they take lots of boring fact stories and try to make them as exciting as possible. It's I like
0: wait how do you know that? How do you know they take boring fact stories and make them exciting?
5: I might There's be, no I, evidence I, for that. I, I might be doing a little research for some episodes later where yeah. we now, talk about. I think uh, they
0: take stories and twist the details. Okay. But I don't know if there's an example that we've discussed where we've determined there's boring stories they turn into exciting, and then they still call them fact. I don't know if that's okay. true. Okay. All right.
5: All right. That's Differ- mostly
0: a separate percentage. Now, if you there. were saying like. It was a children's tea party, and then they found out there was a horde of snapping turtles that were walking through the. <laughs> oh
4: my gosh! This has happened to Wait, me. And then snapping they made turtles? turtle soup out of them.
0: Yeah, Aww. but they didn't eat the turtle soup because there was an E. coli warning at the recent they were teenage flock of turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Okay. Why are you
2: guys saying snapping turtles versus snapping turtles?
4: Snap snapping
5: because they were regular turtles. turtles that were just snapping. Oh, they were just snapping. fingers. Yeah. Uh, they
2: were
4: like. Oh. They're from West Side Story. I don't know, but it seems plausible that you could hear the story where. You know, uh, you're going to have a huge barbecue. Tons of family are there. All of a sudden, the barbecue maybe just stops working. I don't. I doubt that it literally bounced around like the haunted milk canister <laughs> from way back when. Um, but it just stops working, and it saves their lives or saves an uncomfortable evening. From well,
1: that. <laughs> honestly, and, and t- our grandfather gave it to tonight.
0: Them away. Tonight, we had a situation before we were taping. You know, we always watch the episode together as a group before we record, and we heard this loud crash. And Chris had dropped a plate of pizza in the kitchen. And one has to wonder, was that a total random thing? Or maybe, unbeknownst to any of us, there was a piece of glass or something in that side of the pizza oh, from there was the a, restaurant. There was a and of the hair. universe
2: was protecting me. Yeah. Whoa. Is this story fact? <laughs> Is this story fiction? First up, Chris, what do you think? No. Okay. Oh, wait. actually know what I want to say. Because I don't want to be burned again. I... I'm certainly going to go against my better instincts and say that this one is fact. All right, I'll go next. This feels like a writer who couldn't get his pitch in
0: on a comedy (laughs) and just snuck it into Beyond Belief fiction. Kyle,
5: hey, our grill didn't work, saved us from eating some bad burgers. But it's so goofy. And why was the firefighter the only handsome man at that place? It was like (laughs) some sort of weird fantasy fiction or reverse fantasy tiffany
3: i think they assume that we think it's fiction so they're fact so i'm gonna say fact
2: and if the writers are playing a game where they're trying to fool people i think this is one of those that... rife for fooling yes <laughs> mark
4: haunted barbecue i love it fact <laughs> you had me at haunted barbecue <laughs> that <laughs> could be a title title.
2: we both thought of it at the same time all right let's flip a coin fact.
0: All right, let's move on to the fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called The New House.
2: She's beautiful. Who's beautiful, Kristen? The lady.
5: Is that a new imaginary friend?
0: I don't think so.
3: Don't worry, honey. You are going to make lots of friends. It just takes a little time. Okay? Okay.
0: Fred and Joyce are married. They bought a new house and they have a daughter, Kristen. The three of them move in together and they found this oil painting in the cellar and it's a painting that the original homeowner painted herself. It's a beautiful landscape. Well, so Joyce says, what do you guys think of this painting? And then Kristen goes, oh, I like the lady in the painting. And uh, yeah, Fred and Joyce are like, uh, there's no lady in the painting. <laughs> and so the mom goes to bed one night and sees a floating specter. Save your daughter. Save your save daughter. Your daughter. Save. She save needs you. Which, what actually would have been helpful for her to say is, Hey, lady, your house is on fire. Because that's what was happening. Specifically so, in
5: your daughter's Yeah,
0: room. Joyce jumps up, save the daughter, get her out. The firefighter comes by the next day, probably the same one that checks out the barbecue, except this time he's actually got some expertise on the matter. And he says, well, we don't know why the fire started. And then Joyce walks over to the painting, which is inexplicably in Kristen's room wait a second and peels back the landscape and there's a portrait of a woman it's the woman margaret whitney who's the original homeowner who's the specter that was floating and saved her and then there's this quick info dump (laughs) margaret whitney was the homeowner and she lost her daughter 50 years ago in the same fire in the same room and we don't know how that fire started either it was a lot of info but uh, basically, the story is saying, uh, can a mom see a ghost and uh, can that ghost uh, tell you your house is on fire?
6: <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, the-
0: I,
2: what I couldn't get out of my head was the idea that she would see the specter floating in front of her, warning her about her daughter. And then her husband's, you know, like, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, just a dream. And... <laughs> They go back to sleep.
5: Yeah, how many times
2: in Beyond Belief
5: have
0: we seen this happen where someone sees a creepy guy wheeling a coffin down the way and the wife's like, "Uh, honey, are you okay? And he turns he's like, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) what? If any of these things happen in real life, you'd be like, I just saw a specter in
3: that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's funny because for a while, it felt kind of like a mother's instinct story that they put this ghost story into. Because when I first saw the picture of margaret whitney it kind of looked a little bit like the mom in the story and so i was like oh she saw someone probably like a version of herself because she had this mother's instinct of, that her daughter was in trouble and then when she sees the picture she kind of projects that oh that was the woman that i saw okay I and a- then the info dump happened it's like oh there's a backstory where she also lived in the house and her daughter died in a fire and then she couldn't get over it and then it kind of gives her this weird motivation backstory into this like
2: there's another problem too is jonathan Frakes explains that it's Inexplicably, appears in the daughter's room Mm -hmm. when it was not kept in the daughter's room. Why is the painting even in the daughter's room? Well, it needs to have the soot to to peel. (laughs) Exactly, it feels very contrived because
0: it. What it tells me is, if this story is fact, the ghost is like, "I'm gonna warn you about your daughter's fire, but I also want the credit." (laughs) <laughs> so I want you to find out that it's me. Right. There's no reason for her Come to on, even that,
5: reveal the painting. In, in the in the factual story, um, they found that out later on, but they just kind of needed to f- put it in the room to save a little bit of time. So that that part's just a little. But a she could have effect- easily
0: done that in the info dump. Later, we found out that Margaret Whitney, we saw a picture of yeah, her. Yeah, but they
5: they built this prop and they needed to use it.
0: You
4: know, yeah. go- info dump actually runs in the family as well.
2: <laughs>
0: Let's go ahead on to predictions.
2: First up.
1: Was that the setup of the joke? I couldn't remember. I can't
2: remember either. Chris. First of all, I love a good ghost story. And this is that. I believe, you know, a ghost can visit someone in the middle of the night, warn them of something. That thing happens. Who cares about the painting? I think that this one is true fact. I'll go next.
0: I just don't buy it. This is way too complicated. It feels like it, it, they didn't have enough time to really flesh this out. I'm going. Fiction,
5: Kyle. Thank you for mentioning the word "complicated," Jesse. Because I'm going to bring back the complicated rule on this one.
4: Comp, 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 complicated. complicated
5: rule. So this story is a uh, pretty simple, I think, about a faulty chimney, and they try to make it this really convoluted story. <laughs> it's a fact,
4: absolutely. <laughs> Did I just zone out when you explained like a chimney theory
2: earlier? <laughs>
4: oh, does the southern strategy work? What about the Cape Cod theory, though? So, like these kind of haunted actually, lakeside stories are kind of no. fiction. Well, actually, the town writer-y. they lived in is in Maine. Ooh. I don't know where Cape Cod I is. I like
3: Maine. Maine is pretty. It was like
5: Beach, beach Bone or something. Hmm. What did Harbor. You vote?
4: Mark. This one feels, yeah, very writery. And I'm going to start, I'm going to employ the Cape Cod theory. Which <laughs> is one. Which is these stories along the New England coast are so writery and spooky they're always fiction
0: yeah the the one thing i was missing here was an old fog rolling in <laughs> <laughs> with a pirate ship. You can't exactly. there was smoke they,
4: they can't afford that fiction
0: tiffany
3: it was i don't know there's just something that felt writery to me overall so i'm gonna go fiction
4: all right let's flip a coin
0: the coin is predicting fact and we are moving on in a moment we'll find out which stories are fact and which are fiction Stay with us.
2: Hey guys, Chris and Mark here. And um, Mark, we got another voicemail from Jesse's mom.
4: Is she? Def- She's definitely our number one. She
2: fan. has to be because she listens to. She told Jesse that she listens to every episode, and then she goes back to the beginning and listens again, yeah. and again and again.
4: Well, I mean, she does have a direct line into our um, studios, that red phone over there.
2: And it only goes one way, so she can only call us, and we have to pick up.
4: (laughs) We can never call
2: back. No. And so she left a voicemail, and let's take a listen.
6: You have one unheard message. First unheard message sent yesterday. I'm in Publix looking at the crackers, Ritz crackers. Buy one, get one free. And Chris has mentioned several times in the podcast about Ritz crackers, Well, let me just tell you that they taste like cardboard. We're townhouse people. We've always been townhouse people. And since your dad introduced me to them like 30 years ago, how old are you? But in the last couple of years, townhouse always comes smashed. And we keep buying them. We keep hoping they're not going to be smashed this time. And it's not just one sleeve of crackers. It's a whole box. I'm going to take a picture and send it to whoever makes. Is it Keebler? Makes townhouse. Because this is ridiculous. For a couple of years, every sleep is broken and crushed. I guess the more ridiculous thing is, why do we keep buying them? <laughs> oh, my God. We love them so much, it's almost worth eating them with a spoon because you can't even pick them up. I end up throwing them in the trash like every other day. <laughs> end
4: of message. To delete this message, press 7. To-
2: okay, Mark, so to address this a little bit, Mark and I thought, Let's just try Ritz crackers and try townhouse crackers. Let's let's
4: put it to a test. Let's do a test. I mean, this debate has been going on for not that long. No, minutes, really. We should finally get to the bottom of it. Okay, here, you open the
2: Ritz. I'll open townhouse.
4: Are we going to just try them and then we'll switch? Well, first I want to see if
2: her complaint about the damaged goods, if that's a thing or not. Okay, there are four sleeves of townhouse that are perfectly wrapped. I don't know what her Publix these are is gorgeous. doing.
4: Yeah, look at those townhouse cookies. Yeah. The Ritz are fine, but there's no complaint about the Ritz.
2: But comparing packaging, I do prefer, you can see the golden brown of the townhouse cracker. Yeah. it The Ritz bag is cloudy.
4: What's well, a, cl- yeah.
2: It's it looks like dirty urine. You want to try these? Yeah, bags? let's do it. We have All to. Right.
4: Here, take a, take a Ritz.
2: It's very buttery
4: yeah you know what it's a lovely cracker
2: i enjoy it because as soon as you bite into it it like
4: flakes up instantly in your mouth it's like half crunchy half like kind of melt in your mouth i don't know what the science is behind that
2: i am a fan of ritz crackers
4: yeah for the record
2: Mm Hmm. Um, should we try townhouse
4: yeah let's open up some townhouses okay so the sleeve is definitely cleaner all of these are intact. Let's, yeah, hold on. Too bad that direct line doesn't work both ways, because I would want to call Jesse's mom up right now and tell her something's going on at the Publix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. The townhouse cracker. Oh, let me grab another Ritz. Wait, could I also have mm. get one? Oh, good.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Which stories are fact? <laughs> Which stories are fiction? <laughs> Let's find out. Story number one, Connie. This is the one about the dead woman whose spirit lives on through these other women and who knows where their spirit goes. (laughs) I thought this was fact, and what was I thinking? (laughs) I have totally gone back on this (laughs) in my mind, but I can't. So I think it's fact. Kyle and Mark, you think it's fact as well. Chris, Tiffany, you guys think this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is.
1: If you guessed this one was true, we got you. This story was made up by a writer. Fiction
5: that was a good one though I I have to give them credit because I feel like that was different than a lot of other stories we have
0: alright guys let's move on to story number two which is called Positive ID this is the one about the man who was accused of a robbery that he didn't commit but his long lost twin brother did (laughs) Tiffany Chris Mark you guys think this is fact I agree with you Kyle you think it's fiction let's find out
1: this is fiction (laughs)
0: let's find out what the truth is
1: if you thought this one was inspired by an actual event you're right a similar incident happened to a pair of twins in the New York area in the early 80s.
0: Fact. These stories typically are not recent. And I wonder if we should start like imagining, like, well, if this took place in the 20s, then Oh we, yeah. 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 Or if this, t- why does Ooh, it feel yeah, like, why
5: have we not done Why that? does it
0: feel like every time it, we? I think, like, well, yeah, in the 80s, these twins could have, I don't know, it just seems more believable like well, 20, the, 30 years ago.
4: The, the 80s wasn't too far away from Beyond Belief, too. Was it?
0: This was not a Robert Traylon's, though, because oh. they always credit him. Yeah, They always credit him Alright guys, let's move on to story number three Which is called Trucker This is the one about Big Joe, the phantom truck driver Who is, uh, you know, I guess patrolling the highway Looking for people that he can help So, Chris, Tiffany, Kyle You guys thought that Big Joe was real I agree I think that this stuff happened Mark, you were the lone gunman on this one Am I really? You were the lone trucker Let's find out what the truth is
1: Did you think this was a story that was rooted in facts? Not this time. It's an urban legend.
0: Fiction. Let's go ahead on to story number four, which is called Cookout. This is the one with the family reunion where these guys are cooking out and old Uncle Larry saves the day. Hmm. Is it fact? Is it fiction? Chris, Tiffany, Mark, you guys think this is fact because it's It's just so crazy. It's got to be true. And I I don't think so. I think it's just so crazy. It's got to be false. Kyle, you believe it is also false? I'm not confident. No, I'm not either, especially because Mark has the highest score and he's voted against us. Let's find out what the truth is.
1: Did you think our research uncovered this story is real? You're right. It shows it happened to a family in the Florida area in the late 80s.
0: Late 80s? Oh. Fact. If it was the late oh. 80s,
1: I would have
4: believed yeah. it. Barbecues back then. You, you can't trust them. I am You an know,
2: idiot. My, my theory of if it's fucking crazy, just say it's true yeah those are odd ones and they don't they're not they're not as often as you'd think but this one was so I thought we were all gonna vote fiction and so I was just like no I'm doing it I'm going the opposite way and it paid off <laughs> <laughs> alright let's go into the fifth and final story The New
0: House this is the one about the old Margaret not Winchester. <laughs> Margaret Winchester who saves a daughter from a burning house her burning house that burned down 50 years ago because her own daughter was in the same room when the house burned down earlier Now, Kyle, Chris, you think this daughter actually existed. Let's find out what the truth is.
1: Did you think this one really happened? According to our research, a similar event did take place in the farm country of the American Northeast. Fact.
0: Who did the worst this week? Let's uh, let's start at the bottom, and I'm just going to blast through this here, and we'll talk about it after. Kyle, you and I tied with 1 out of 5. Yeah, at least I'm not the loser. Not yeah, not well, we'll share that. We'll share
3: that. <laughs> yeah. You're one of them.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. Tiffany okay. and Mark, you guys tied with 3 out of 5. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. That's 3 cool. out of 5 is is all you can ask for in this mm-hmm. show. That's, that's good. pretty good. Chris, congratulations. You are the winner this week with a 4 out of 5. Ooh. But you also tied with the coin.
2: Wow. Did we get the exact same answers? Probably not. Probably not.
0: But we don't keep Mm. that information. We don't keep. We don't track that. We don't track that info. But what we do know that is going to wrap up this episode, and it's actually going to wrap up this stretch of episodes. Congrats, guys! We made it seven episodes in. Seven episodes in on season three. Uh, I gotta say, so far, let's do just a brief uh, check check in checkpoint. Season three is crazy. I love it, though. Nice. I, there's been werewolves. There's been witches. There's been vampires. Octopuses. There's, haunted, there's been <laughs> haunted grills. Haunted grills. Octopi. Octopi, actually. You know what? No, it goes both ways. Do you know both plurals are are acceptable?
4: Octopuses and octopi? Yes, for real.
0: They really, you look it up, guys. Look it up. But I think this season has been a ton of fun. And it's been, like, off the rails, bonkers. What is attributed to this? Do they just get more research money? And they're like... Find some crazier stories Because a lot of these ones we're talking about have been factual
5: Well, I think once you enter your third season You have to, like, kind of Dig deep Yeah, dig deep came <laughs> up some crazy <laughs> is, stuff Also,
2: you know, a lot of these stories were rejected early on Like, this is too crazy Oh, right, right. And now yeah. they're like, okay <laughs> Hey, Bob, what was that thing you were telling me about the grill That was actually true? Oh,
5: yeah, so me and my family, you know, we're all kind of overweight And we had a barbecue Wait, wait, and this is, was... <laughs> so this is your personal story? <laughs> yeah, sure, you know uh, oh. oh, sorry uh, I thought for, uh, <laughs> this was research from somewhere I mean, uh, I have a friend Uh, you know he's sounds like you're making up that you have a friend he's overweight
0: and uh. well we've we've done it and we're going to keep doing it so we've got six episodes left in this season we're going to take one month off and we will be right back with you guys continue to spread the word tell people that know beyond belief tell people that don't know beyond belief but like weird stories like <laughs> do you know someone that likes
2: stories of haunted barbecues just say hey guys um i actually listened to a pretty cool podcast that yeah i think you'd really like and then tell them about us yeah but don't tell them what we're about they'll say
0: like well what's it is it like is it like s town oh or is no it like keep NPR? it secret yeah just be like oh you're not supposed to talk about it you're just supposed to listen to mm-hmm. it i think that's going to really reel them in With that said, thank you guys for listening. We will take one month off and we will return with six more episodes for season three and some other fun stuff for you guys. So thanks. And until next time, this is Beyond, Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction voiced by Mark Winston. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. All the audio clips are used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright the original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find the show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.
2: Kyle, can you repeat your jeans thing real quick? <laughs> Do you really want me to repeat hey, that? Yeah, just is he
5: editing the podcast? No, now? wait. Okay, did you? <laughs> Did you guys know that diarrhea is hereditary? What? It, huh? it runs in your genes.
2: And oh. oh. on <laughs> Tiffany's hands.
3: It's henna.
0: I didn't put my hands in the toilet. <laughs>